This is your host, Dr. Mesma Shabazz. Good afternoon, ladies. I am so, so grateful to be here with you again this Friday. I hope you are all doing well. As I was reflecting on what our conversation should be this episode, I was directed to a blog I had written a while ago, and that brought consolation to me and I hope to you. I know we are all going through something. I know I am. And as I continued this journey of self-discovery, self-transformation, I believe it is pertinent to highlight the thought that the greatest spiritual practice is life itself. And so this conversation is going to be about cultivating a spiritual practice with love. Spiritual practice connects us to our source and sustains us through our challenges. So let's journey on, putting one foot in front of the other. Now, I love poetry, so I'm going to express some of the sentiments using different poems that I had come across. And I, I promise I'll pull it all together. It seems some of us are still going through some type of transformation. And there may be a myriad of changes that we have to come into alignment with to create balance. My change and what I'm going through has aligned more with Pablo Neruda's poem, La Poesia, in which he states that there comes a time in one's life where one must yield to the soul's yearnings and step into a life that fulfills a deeper longing. It is natural that even when we are at the stage of development and fulfillment, we tend to overanalyze the choices we've made when challenges appear. But taking a daring step towards being oneself has heart, and there's hope and inspiration in this phase of the journey. Don Juan, a Native American philosopher, articulates that we must be what must be on any path. He says, and I quote, any path is only a path. And there's no affront to oneself or to others in dropping it, if that is what your heart tells you. Look at every path closely and deliberately. Try it as many times as you think necessary. Then ask yourself and yourself alone one question. Does this path have a heart? If it does, the path is good. If it doesn't, it is of no use. Unquote. It sounds quite simple, yet affirming. I have also come I have also become aware that when we take this bold step, we sometimes share every detail with others, hoping for support or sometimes encouragement. 
However, this kind of sharing is often more likely to find those who would subvert your confidence. When spirit, source, or God endows us with our gifts, those people we are talking to are not privy to the picture or image embedded within us. It is advisable, therefore, to work with the teachers that are going to inspire you to take your next steps. Now, there's a Chinese philosopher and author that, and sage that I'd like to share his wisdom with you. He says, and I don't want to say his name because I may get it wrong, but here's it goes. The more you talk about it, and the more you think about it, the further from it you go. Stop talking, stop thinking, and there's nothing you will not understand. Return to the root and you'll find meaning. There's no need to seek truth. Only stop having views, he says. Now we can find this wisdom in scripture from our elders and from our experiences. Until we manifest that image from within, I would concur that silence and contemplation are the keys to finding meaning and purpose. If that purpose is inspired from your source, then we can be assured that we will be supported, guided, supplied, and sustained by that source. There aren't any external powers that can supersede that authority. The lessons are stepping stones to seeing infinite possibilities and gaining profound insights. I confidently assert that spiritual practice and a commitment to it will heighten one's awareness. Spiritual practice is what sustains us, pulling us through those challenges. If we currently find ourselves in a place where we have settled into merely doing what is expected of us from our external world, or we have plateaued after starting a new journey, or at, are at a standstill or crossroads, we know that there is cumulative wisdom in where we've been, where we are now, and where we intend to go. As René Dumont in Mount Analog notes, you cannot stay on the summit forever. You have to come down again. So why bother in the first place? Just this. What is above knows what is below, but what is below does not know what is above. In climbing, always take note of the difficulties along the way. For as long as you go up, you can observe them. Coming down, you will no longer see them, but you would know they are there if you have observed them well. One climbs, one sees. 
One descends, one sees no longer, but one has seen. There is an art of conducting oneself in the lower regions by the memory of what one saw higher up. When one can no longer see, one can at least still know. And oftentimes we get stuck on some of the changes we're being called to make on this journey to free ourselves from the old, from the small self and move to a new, newer, bolder field. It can be easy to let go of the familiar to an unfamiliar landscape. Yes, I know this firsthand. It can be scary and unnerving. We have enough of our own issues to work through during this time. And I suggest we don't have to burden ourselves with other people's drama. I remember when I was in high school, an all-girls boarding school, I played Mr. Collins in Pride and Prejudice. And I remember quite well that I had so much fun. And I was very good at playing my role. I was a part of other significant plays, including Macbeth. And I left, but I left all that behind me as I grew up. Drama, I find out, fortunately, continues to be a part of some people we encounter in life, at work, at church, parties, other social relationships and events. And I believe that we have a choice as to how we respond to that interaction because it will determine whether our lives are impacted by other people's drama or not. Ultimately, it, it determines whether we choose to live in a state of joy and serenity or not. Most of my friends and family will tell you that I do not do drama. It is the one thing that I can with absolute certainty walk away from without hesitation or regret. And the reason is very simple. It is disruptive and it interferes with the person's peace of mind we may find ourselves always engaged in someone else's stuff, which is often not meant for our own good. It shifts focus, time, and resources from what is important to us to that person's drama. Some people are adept in creating these disturbing games that it becomes a trap, and it draws you deeper and deeper into their games. These people are also never loyal to you. They are too involved in their own creative drama to worry about you. Walk away, please. Because I find that the gift of getting to know oneself and love oneself is priceless. I was reading a book recently by Paul Selig, Alchemy. And a particular section really resonated with me. It says this, 
if you truly know who you are, you will not be controlled. If you truly know who you are, you would never deny another love. If you truly know who you are, you become the gateway for the knowing of others simply by being. I have come, I have come, I have come. The nature of God, you see, is all things. Everything that you can imagine without exclusion. But everything that you can imagine without exclusion is an articulation, the substance of God known as form, known as body, known as nature, known as event or encounter at varying levels of vibration. What would happen? We will tell you what will happen. And I'm skipping parts of this text. You can be released from the expectations of the life that you've lived, of the guarantees you have learned through. You can withstand change, great change, great upheaval in your lives, in your friendships, in your careers, in your position in society, in culture, in landscape. You can withstand all these things if one thing is present, the awareness that you are lifting with the wave, not to be crushed by it, but to be set free. In times of change, in times of uncertainty, in times of upheaval, the desire the small self has is to cling desperately to the masthead of the ship that is in turmoil, that is rocked by the waves around her. Instead, she must learn to surrender to the wave, not to predicate its outcome, but to align instead to the ship itself as vulnerable only in that it still supports you. But you hold the new awareness that the known can easily be moved to a new island, a new place of rest with a calm sea. And he continues with a message from the guides and teachers. It says, be still, be still, be still, and let yourself be seen. We stand before you each, wherever you may be, and the flame within us ignites the flame within you. And as you say yes to this, you become the fire, the fire of love, the ignited divine that seeks to lift the world to its precious light. It is in our knowing that we hold power. When we hold light within, we can subsequently shine the path for others. If we look deeply and begin using the call to service, there's always one consolation that we already know what we are being called to do. 
we already possess in the recesses of our minds and spirit, the skills, understanding, and love to accomplish that goal. So what has love got to do with this? My answer is everything. Eric Walker's poem, Love After Love, goes like this. The time will come when with elation you will greet yourself arriving at your own door, in your own mirror, and each will smile at the other's welcome and say, sit here, eat. You will love again the stranger who has, who was yourself. Give wine, give bread, give back to your heart, to itself to the stranger who has loved you all your life, whom you ignored for another, who knows you by heart. Take down the bookshelf. Take down the love letters from the bookshelf. Let me get this right. Okay, I'll say that again. Take down the love letters from the bookshelf, the photographs, the desperate notes, Peel your own image from the mirror. Sit. Feast on your life. I think that's beautiful. It is through love that we find freedom and fulfillment. It is tangible and measurable. As we embrace our journeys of love, we are required to recognize our own power, presence, and our ability to make choices that cultivate the practice of unconditional love for all that we have been. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Have a wonderful Friday and weekend coming up. Thanks again. <laughs>